Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Irreplaceable Man podcast. Hey to the Irreplaceable Man community watching live. If you're listening to this and you want to watch live and be able to drop questions and things like that, just join our community. It's free. It's easy. There's tons of cool, friendly people in there, free resources in there. I said friendly. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so I have, um, as promised, every two weeks, we're going to be recording an episode live with my lovely wife, Meredith. Lovely sounds so old. It's a, a little bit. We we but have... Like, what else are you going to say? Uh, my amazing... <laughs> that's a little younger we have figured out it, it, look we are a work in progress individually our personal growth and development is a work in progress as a couple as a partnership as a marriage we are a work in progress all of you are work in progress we feel that we and evidentially too for those of you that are going to call me on that evidentially and our feelings are that we have gotten this formula dialed in really well really effective for us and it's helped save our marriage um and catapult it forward and and make it actually like really enjoyable and really thrive now i have a different experience of our like wall hit mm -hmm. back in 2016 my experience is there was a line drawn in the sand and that was it and you're leaving if things don't change. What was it for you? Because I, maybe that's the way I played it in my brain. Was it in your mind? Was it like that? And I want to bring that up because a lot of guys ask me, what did your wife do? What did she say? And I want to just kick off with that because that's where our talk today about trust is going to really kick off. Mm -hmm. What was your like mindset, thought mm -hmm. process? Because some guys' wives are out and they're like, Yep, keep doing you. Mm -hmm. And they're completely checked out and the next day, like they might leave. Mm -hmm. And some guys' wives are flipping out, cussing and screaming, and they'll stay for another six years. Mm -hmm. I'm out. Fuck you. I want divorce. Fuck you. Like, and they're still stay for six years. Yeah. There's a trust factor in there in the self and in the relationship that is or isn't present. So I want to get out. For me, it was if I didn't make a change in that moment, in that day, if I, at that fork in the road, did not choose the dark woods and I continued on to comfort land. And for those of you that don't get that reference, that's inside of our masterminds, one of our exercises to understand our choices at every moment and how they affect our future and our lives and the results for our lives. If I didn't go right into the dark woods and do the work on me, I would never see you in the baby again. Mm -hmm. it, that's how I thought about it mm -hmm. and in that moment i thought bro you gotta you know saddle up and trust yourself to ride i know you've been kicked off the horse i know it sucks i know you're scared like you have to ride through these dark woods because you you can't afford to lose her now the other thing with trust that comes in there is that i trusted you at that time more than i trusted me mm -hmm. so i will leave you with that <laughs> i don't think my comment and like when i made the you know are you the kind of man that you want your daughter to attract comment well tell the audience who doesn't know what that comment is who's maybe new to our world are <laughs> i asked ian we i don't i i don't remember the entire scenario 
um I think you were just annoying the crap out of me and do, being ridiculous and you know what does that mean because for guys listening there this isn't a they're not listening just to hear another podcast they're listening because they they're they have similar challenges they might not be facing a divorce they may just be going through some rocky times or their wife could have left and whether they're in that like former or in the latter and they want their next relationship to be much better mm -hmm. evidentially what does that like describe what it? were you doing to annoy yeah. me yeah uh <laughs> what wasn't i doing to annoy you did i begin uh i i think at that time so we had a new baby we were working together um full time our business was growing and really fast really fast and i there you had kind of driven driven drawn a line in the sand of like i work and i provide and what i do brings in the income and you have to take care of everything else i was delusional and what you forgot about um, is that I still worked full time too, and took care of the baby, and took care of the house, and took care of you, and other, you know, like all of the things, and paid our bills, and did all this stuff. And you literally just woke up in the morning and just went about your day. Yeah. And then we're just like yabbering. And it was probably, it was in the evening, wasn't it? That I made this comment, or was it in the morning? No, it was in the evening. So, because you were making dinner, because I yeah. didn't do that. No, <laughs> no, you were probably complaining about dinner or the dishes or something. And I was so selfish. And you really enjoyed a free, well, mm, I don't want to say really enjoyed. That's not right. Um, you just unaware, completely unaware of like what is happening in the moment around you. Yeah. So delusional being. Oh, like that was super selfish. Up, yeah. Selfish taking up my time, you know, while I'm trying to make dinner, while the baby's screaming, while there's this, while I've got to feed her, while, you know, all these things are happening and you only want me to focus on you. And you probably, I think you said some, something stupid, something stupid. And my response was, are you the kind of man that you want your daughter to attract? Like, would you be okay with someone saying that? I don't even know what you said to me. Something probably really stupid. Something would really you, hurtful, I'm would sure. Yes. Yeah. Would you be okay with someone saying that to your daughter? Yeah. And that's like that. It's literally, that was for me, it was like, that's what I wanted you to think about because this wasn't, it wasn't a, um, you need to treat me better. You need to, I mean, yes, under, yes, you do did need to do that, but it that's in my mind, I'm like, I'm standing in the kitchen doing all of these things while you're able to do whatever it is that you want to do all the time, constantly. And I'm taking on a lot for you, Yeah, your business, your kid, your whatever the household, you, the household, whatever you finances, were that day, whatever, yeah. you know, like, and you didn't have to do any of that. And I, so my response to your stupid comment was, <laughs> is this, is this what you see in the future for your daughter? Because if it is like, then you're really screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 because we're also, I mean, as, as we live our life, we're teaching our kids, yeah. right? Like, yes, we sit down with them and show them things and we take them places and, you know, 
purposefully educate them, but then they're also watching on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, that, it was a different experience for me. It was a fork in the road for me because there was a look in your eye that was very different. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of guys. Well, I was just going to say, this is also after, this is what's, she was probably six months old, not even maybe. This is December. Was it? Yeah. Oh, in my mind, it was like later. Okay. So she's a year old. So I'd spent like a year raising a kid on your own. own. Yeah. Yeah. So you hit me with a couple of things that day and I'm going (laughs) to. No, I remember a stupid comment that you made around that when I fill us in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You're such an asshole. Um, I was just, I was scared. I was doing, I know, but like the comment, the thing, like one, I asked you to do something simple. Oh, I know what you're going to say. The dishes? Yeah, I know. No, but this is another thing. Oh. Yeah, you spent more time trying to find someone to come and do the dishes than it would have taken you to actually do the dishes. Um, Well, can I, can I tell the guys why? Yeah, you can tell them. No, and I want to, I want to make sure that you guys understand, like we're making light of this. However, that was the catalyst to everything that the Irreplaceable Man Mm -hmm. is today. And everything that our company is and everything that our marriage is today, like for, for those of you that weren't here last week, building a business like this, being on live in our community with potentially 1200 people plus seeing this, the thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people that are going to listen on this podcast. This is our type. This is our accountability too, to make sure that we yeah. are, are true to what we say we're doing and what we actually do. You know, there's congruency there, but like, the guy that I was back then was so scared that I had no other value in the world besides the money I made and the business that I was in and success that I, that I had, that my behavior was a reflection of, of that fear that was driving me, that was fueling that fire, that insecurity. And like, if I focused in my opinion, in my thoughts at that time, if I focused on anything else other than making money at a high level, success at a high level, if I focused on anything else, it would dilute my power and I could potentially not be as good or not be as successful or not make as much money, not be rewarded, not be approved of, not be liked, not be loved. And then in my mind, there was a death sentence with that. So that was my programming. And that was my belief pattern, which came out in my mindset and my attitude, and my behavior and my language and like everything that I was at that time was being fueled by this fear that I wasn't going to be good enough if I didn't like, who was I, if I was just a, a husband that helped his wife out? I mean, that's mediocre. And if I'm just a husband that comes home and like takes the baby and plays with her and and gives and makes dinner and like shocking if I cook something right right so like I I, we're making light of it guys that's real I deal with guys every fucking day who are like bro I don't know how to break this cycle this is what we're talking about the cycle that I was experiencing and the and the the experience that you had from that cycle that I was in which by, by the way thank god you were so fucking strong I mean if you had been a weak person or codependent on me, like you would have melted and our kid would have been sleeping at Nana's house, Mm -hmm. you know? 
So testament to you, we can high five if you want, or we can push our little bracelet. I'll tell you guys about this bracelet later. So I, I wanted to make sure that everybody's clear on that because it's not just us telling some stories. Like this was a really fucking low point mm -hmm. for both of us. And that moment that we're talking about here was, was a critical moment for me because it was like, bro, you know, as we're talking about trust here, it was like, in my head, it was like, dude, this person you trust more than you. Mm -hmm. If you don't start making the changes in you and show up as the man she needs you to be, the husband, the father, the provider, the, the carer, the giver, the lover, everything, like she will fucking roll on you. She will replace you with a guy that can take care of her and your ass will fucking live with those regrets for the rest of your life, knowing that you could have done something, knowing you could have made changes and you didn't fucking make a commitment to you. That's what was going through my head. And I know a lot of guys are going to register with that. Guys, drop some comments in the, the live feed right now if that registers with you. Like, it's scary as shit to start to turn and, and face the monster you've been running from. Or you've been using drugs, alcohol, work, money, success, your hobbies, your culture, your body, whatever it might be, to run from this thing that you've been facing or, or afraid to face. And when you turn and face it, there's so much unknown and unpredictable that you're like, fuck, will my whole life change? Will I still be this identity? Will I, will I still be loved and liked? What if I can't be successful in business as this new irreplaceable version of me? Well, the answer is you either step into that shit and take a chance to understand that the possibilities are actually there. It is possible for you to build this life you want, or you got to face that regret in the future that will never, ever get easier because you'll never be able to make a different decision. You will have the regret of the decision and the compound effect, the snowball effect of that decision that you made in that one period of time to move on from your wife or let her go or not pay attention to your kids or not take care of your body. You'll never be able to fucking go back. And so what we're talking about here has a lot of weight to it for your future, for your legacy, for your children as a model, like Mary was talking about, like, Mary said to me, are you the model of a man you want your daughter to attract in her life one day? And because the trust for you was so or much partner or partner. Yeah. yeah. What, what, if she chooses. Yeah. Because the trust for you was so much bigger than my trust. Your trust for me was so much bigger than my trust for me. In that moment, my ego like threw its hands up and went, you're going to have to make a call on this one because mm -hmm. I want to go this way. But even my ego was scared. Even my ego was like, um, I don't know if we want to deal with that shit because I also watched you pop a baby out. It was the most, it was the most, I definitely did not pop no. a baby out. <laughs> it was the strongest I've ever seen you. And in your eyes that night, what I saw was don't keep thinking that she needs you, bro. She doesn't. And when I had this replaceable conversation with a mentor of mine, and really understand what being replaced would be like, what I'd feel like, what I'd have to deal with. I saw your power and that you actually didn't need me. Because in that moment, and guys, if you're the breadwinner in your relationship, listen up. In that moment, if you had had an option financially that matched or exceeded what I was doing, you would have left. Mm -hmm. Guys, take that seriously. I'm lucky that you didn't have the financial option at that point. Uh, I probably did. 
I mean, I could have at that point. I was running your team. I could have gone out and gotten another job. Yeah, I mean, with fair. Any other team. I'm saying in that moment. <laughs> I mean, like, if you had an account with millions or like really wealthy parents or like an uncle that died and left you two million dollars, like, if you had had that, I wouldn't have had this. Oh, like if I was just like, okay, I'm out and like didn't. Or, have or if you if you had been into it, guys, you got to remember your your wife has secretly been stewing in this for years potentially. Mm-hmm. And so at the moment when she starts the voice or the moment when she flips out on you, that's not a flip out in the moment. So I've talked to a lot of guys who go, hey, man, you know, my wife's pissed off because about the dishes or I don't clean up after myself in the bathroom. I'm like, bro, that's like the icing. The iceberg is the 10 years before that, that you've been pissing her off at every level. Mm-hmm. Now, let me drop a little promotion in here real quick. I went through and, and look at all my notes and my journaling from 2016 through 2018. And I found the 12 patterns that I started to understand created the snowball effect of and created the result that we had had in our marriage at that point that created me and the way that I ran my life that created our marriage and the results for that that created our relationship, our partnership. And I organized those in a document and I want to give it to you. For free, it's 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 literally just a 12-step guide that I designed and wrote out all of my experiences so that you guys can see the snowball effect. Because I think that's the thing that I was missing was that in that moment, I'm like, why are you so pissed off? Like, we did well this week. We had a good week. We made money and we went to Hershey Park and the baby's happy and blah, blah, blah. But what I didn't understand was the 98% of all the other shit that I was doing or not doing or being or not being for you and our relationship that was fueling your fire and your decisions. Mm -hmm. And guys, it it literally is the 12 step guide to becoming an irreplaceable husband. It is free. I will give it to you. Just if you're live here in this recording, drop a comment below and just say 12 step. And I'll send that out to you or I'll send you the link. Anybody listening on the podcast, if you want that, you can DM us, you can private message. Just I, I just jump in and do something, take action and just reach out to me and say, I want that 12 step guide. It's free. It's yours. Okay. And if you need more help, you can come to us and you can ask us about coaching or in our masterminds or our, our membership program. I'll talk about it at the end. All right. Quick, quick pitch. I just thought that was really appropriate. If you want to know what those small little pieces are, it's that. It's it's that. That's what's fueling the blow up. That's what's fueling when your wife goes, hey, um, I made a decision and I'm leaving. And you go, well, what the hell? Things have been pretty good. Well, for the last eight years, they hadn't been good. You know what I mean? Or for the last 20 years, they hadn't been good. Or for the last year, you've been this guy. And she's been taking note of every little thing throughout the day, not just the big things. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't do the dishes. I'll do the dishes. And she goes, dude, it's not the dishes. It's the 94 things that you said, did, didn't do, didn't say, didn't show up to that shit Mm -hmm. snowball effect. So I just want to, I want to comment on that because that's, that's fresh. I just built that and, um, or I just kind of like tweaked it and and now I'm just going to let it out there to the world because I think it can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that was a challenging time and it wasn't like you to me, it was you putting a gun to my head and saying, in this moment, you got to make a decision. You're either going to do the work on you or I'm fucking gone. To me, it was that severe because I saw that look in your eye because I trusted you more than I trusted me. 
And my ego, like I said, backed down at that moment and said, bro, you better go right into those dark woods. And, and it's going to be rough. And you're going to find out a lot of shit that you don't want to know about yourself or that you know traumas from your childhood or whatever. And the other, the alternative is she rolls out. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're listening and you don't want to stay in your marriage, this isn't for you. And if you're listening and you have challenges or you're listening and go, well, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as you're describing, Ian. Ours wasn't that bad either. If you, if you painted a picture on social media or, you know, you looked at like everything going on in our life, it was those little tiny yeah. things that added up, that snowballed up. And so for me, it was that intense of a moment. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like that for you. It wasn't that intense now. In your opinion, we're looking not, looking back on it now, what what would you have done? Would you have gone another couple of years? Would you have would you have like what I want the guys listening to know is would you have um, started making plans to give yourself some additional options at that point? Or were you like, I'm gonna stick this thing out for another seven years? Or were you like, I'm fucking done at this point? Because in my mind, you were done at that point. Mm -hmm. What what was your what was your experience? <clears throat> I well, I, I obviously I wasn't done at that point. Um you also didn't have the option financially to roll out in that moment, I'm saying. Yeah. Like before that. Had you been planning anything? Because no. in my, I know. In, I feel like, I don't want, I like, I don't want to sound like it. I just want, it wasn't I, impactful I, for me or that, whatever. But like, I know you were obnoxious and annoying. <laughs> and like, I, you were someone that I could not rely on. And so, honestly, in that moment, that year, year and a half, how, you know, it was. I'm just, I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to take care of the baby. I'm going to, you know, and like, Let you me were there, but you weren't really there. While we're talking, I mean, the whole thing's about trust. And we're going to get into how we learn to trust ourselves and each other. Like, how did you, how did you trust yourself so much to show up for you and Ellis? Because she was, she was little. Like, how did you do that how did you i want guys to have an inside track to maybe what their wives are dealing with while they're out fucking doing whatever they're doing delusional that they're making the money so that justifies them doing nothing else like how did you build you and know that you could get up every day was it like just motherly instincts or was it like you motivating yourself or how did you continue to maintain while while you were also pissed off at me feeling hurt not feeling supported your opinion didn't matter you got trauma on that too you got a new baby you got a husband that's not supportive except for financially how do you trust you in that situation to step up and show up for you every day and her um i think it was just like natural instinct like this is what i have to do um no I, I i think it was just this it was that that like season of my life where i had a little baby and i was the only one yeah so i had to just push forward were there days that you were like i don't know how the fuck i'm gonna do this today um 
there were definitely, yeah, they're not like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but like, I am so burnt out yeah. doing all of these things. I remember calling you one time, it was like seven o'clock getting ready for bed. And I just was like, I couldn't do it anymore. And I remember calling you and being like, you need to get the fuck home <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like, I'm exhausted. I can't. Yeah, I do remember the thing times like that. But there, I, I there wasn't another option, another choice at that time. I think a lot of guys' wives would uh, would. I mean, here's the thing: with that. like the first year of your baby's life is, it's all new. Every yeah. phase is new. When you think you've got a hold of it, something you know, the baby's into a new phase. They're you know eating or they're doing this, and there's so much going on that I don't think I had time to focus as much on am I going to leave or am I am I going to just keep going taking care of my baby and me yeah you know I, what I, I understand mean? that yep yep that makes sense I totally get that there's a part of me that's that feels like I'll tell you that the the things that I so I'll give you a, I'll give you, I'll give all you guys an example. Um, okay. As long as you guys can hear us, see us, whatever, you'll get it on the podcast if you, if you miss it. Um, the, the, one of the ways that I started making the changes and started learning how to trust myself to make these changes, even though I really didn't know where I was going, I knew why though, was that I started forward and future projecting the regret that I would feel and the pain that would come with that in the future. Mm -hmm. And then I would sit and do a meditation and I would personify that and feel it and bring it in and use NLP and breath work to really open up my body and say, if you go left into comfort land, this is what you're going to feel in a year, five years, 20 years, 35 years from now do you want that? Right. And then I would imagine that the future regret was on one side of a scale and that the pain of the present moment was on this side of the scale. And I wham mm -hmm. and the future regret and the pain of knowing that you can never go back and change it and never make a difference. That always weighed more than the fear of taking action now. And the fear of like, well, what's going to happen now? What, what does it look like? Well, how do I do this? And um, you're sliding here a little bit more. Yep. And I didn't want to face that. Now, I could tell you that today I have the pain of the regret of the decisions that I made in the past. I still think about. And if I could go back and I was telling someone the other day, if I could go back and redo anything from the last. 10 years, mm -hmm. I would be present when our kids were like little babies. Mm -hmm. And I would change my selfish attitude and, and thought process, and my own fears and insecurities. I would just tell you about them. I mean, I didn't have those skills back then. Yeah. So no excuse. I just didn't have those skills. And I would have balanced my schedule more instead of being constantly fucking busy which by the way guys if you're constantly busy it's an excuse 
you're running, you're avoiding, slow down. This is my best piece of advice. I would have slowed down, stopped packing my calendar full of shit, had huge blocks in the beginning and end of the day to just be with you and her. And like, that, that's something that actually hurts my heart today mm -hmm. still. And I, like, I can't, I get emotional about thinking going, who the fuck was I to like, think that that was okay. You know what I mean? Like to treat well, you like that, and, or to leave you. Yeah, I think like that, that that there was a little bit of it, like an environment thing. That kind of movement was achievement at that point in time, and you couldn't you couldn't break away from that. And I'm not defending any of your actions yeah. because I I still get triggered. You know, they're like, and I think that that's what you know. We should probably talk about that at some point too. But like, like as words. Um, the your growth and change and whatever there's still healing that I had to do from who you were yeah. and sometimes I still have to recognize that you know what I mean like yeah. I if I get triggered I have to understand that it's not a current behavior the trigger is it that's better yeah is because of the past and something that like i haven't completely you're talking about your trauma trigger yeah, in yeah, you yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and 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 i think that that also Can you elaborate a little bit more because that is uh guys just have why on live i moved the i mill i moved the video um hopefully it comes through if not you guys will catch this when it comes out in a couple weeks um so elaborate on that more because there's there's a lot of guys I'm sure they're dealing with that that don't understand what you what so maybe you're you, definitely you make changes right right and you know small things here and there whatever you'd show up for things and then you'd get pissed off if I wasn't like oh my god thank you so much for doing that and da, da, da. you know like and praising you left and right but what you didn't realize is that I was I still had to heal from the path like what had happened and the person that you had been and I also had to like I had to then grow into another person or not into another person but I still had I had growth to do on my own to be able to release yeah that and Those, accept the and new it, yeah, me yeah that's a really good point big point too that we need to make here is is um I don't know what's going on with this live hopefully it's recording um is just because you make changes doesn't mean that your wife will trust those changes right. like that's one of the things in, in this 12-step guide this is not a pitch for the 12-step guide it's just something that's appropriate to be said there's a part of it in that snowball effect that's like just because you made the changes over a couple weeks or a couple months doesn't mean that she has made the changes in her or let go of the defense walls like you're talking about, right? Well, it's not let it, it. I think, yes, let go. And, and, but you're healing. There's like a healing process too of like, okay, he's not the same person. I don't have to wait for the, sh the next shoe to drop or, you know, things to come crumbling down, yeah. you know, like there's, there's growth and healing that your partner has to do also. And you have to like, I think for a long time, we like, as you were growing, you didn't recognize that. Like there were times where we would still like- Yeah, I wanted, come, like, I wanted instant gratification. Yes. I was like, well, hey, listen, I just, you know that seminar I just went to? Yeah, I spent 44 hours there. Yeah. So 
it's different. Let's go. Like, yeah. Be the new you. I'm the new me. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey. One of the things I, I, I like to talk about is that rubber band effect. When you go to a seminar, or when you read a book and something clicks and you're like, whoa, okay, I'm going to implement that. Well, your partner doesn't know what you just read or what you just experienced unless they go with you and they still had their own experience, even if they yeah. do go with you or do read the book with you. And so I think that was something that I had to understand because one of my big fears, as we're talking about trust here, one of my big fears was that I didn't trust that you were going to be able to release the resentment and the traumas that I had created slash you had created in you based on my behavior. And I'm only talking about my side, guys. You got your own shit. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm only talking about my side because as an irreplaceable man, our mindset that we adopt is that it's all on us. Our marriage, our wife's happiness, our happiness, our children, it's all on us. I'm not saying that no one else has fault or anything like that or not. They don't have responsibilities. What I'm saying is when you have a mindset that it's all up to you, you want your relationship, your marriage to change, take it all on. There's going to be a a lag period, Mm -hmm. right? There's going to be a lag period. Now, one of the things that I had to, uh, I had to like get through, which was a a huge, and we talked about this last time we recorded. I, for the longest time, couldn't love you fully Mm -hmm. because there was still a part of my, like, I trust you as a human, the most that I trust anybody on this planet. And on, on this partner side, forever partner side, marriage side, Mm -hmm. can I trust that she's actually going to release the resentment that she's got and that has built up over the years based on who I was and what I've done? Can I trust that that's going to happen? Or do I believe my ego and my fear that she's never going to get over that and that she's going to leave eventually anyway? So I can't put both feet in. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't able or allowing myself to put both feet in loving you fully. Mm-hmm. No, not even fully. I loved you fully. It wasn't as much as I could. I wasn't as in our relationship as much as I possibly could be. Both feet in fully, no restriction, no constraint, nothing from the past tying in, just full out. Because unconsciously, I was still scared that I, the person that I was, was so polarizing and traumatizing because the fear that was fueling me and running me or I was allowing to run me that eventually even if I put everything that I had into it you were going to be like look we've given it a good shot it's not going to waiting for the camera it's not going to work I'm out and all of a sudden I made all these changes not for you for me and then for us and still it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I was having trouble with trusting was that you were actually going to let go of all the shit and give us a fresh page as mm-hmm. I was doing. <laughs> Do you, you want, want me to comment? You want a hug or like, why are you staring at me? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's, I get it. I understand. Because there is, then there, that becomes you 
and that putting your all in and getting hurt but like that compounds the next part which is i'm not the guy that i used to be however i'm this new guy mm -hmm. who's still playing scared yeah as the new guy and i remember saying to you i've changed for every, everybody else sees the changes except for you and now what I see when I look back is you don't see the changes because I'm not showing them all to you because I don't trust that you're actually going to stay. Yeah. Because, yeah, you weren't all in. Yeah. And I wasn't all in because I was afraid of getting really fucking hurt because mm -hmm. you're the person I trust most in this right. world. I mean, just listen to that formula and that pattern, guys. That's how my behavior was running. It was this is the person I trust most in the world, most of the time more than I trust myself. And I don't trust that she's going to be able to go all in because of the shit that I've done or who I've been in the past. And I'm anticipating how much that's going to hurt. Mm -hmm. And as a person that is results driven, I want to put in effort and get a certain result. Right. Right. So there's that aspect too. Yes. And that, that held me back from the full out that I could have given. Right. Now today it's, it's, there's no constriction, no restraints at all or restrictions and constraints. And I want to let the audience and everybody know, like, and you too, because it helps with us just right. clearing shit. There's nothing in our way of pure, like authentic, powerful relationship. Mm -hmm. Th that was what I hopped to mm -hmm. as I started doing the work on me. And as guys come into our, our Irreplaceable Man masterminds and our coaching programs, I want them to know that may be the next phase is they make changes. Their wife really isn't seeing it really isn't playing ball and they develop a new wall. Well, there's like a, there's like a short circuiting too, that kind of happens when you start making those. I mean, like I said, you know, you're waiting for the shoe to drop again. Like I'm not putting too much on. I just couldn't get anything out. <laughs> I did do this for like 20 minutes. The karma flows. <laughs> um, maybe this is a habit you could change next. I've had this for like, two three months i know but i don't it's oh, it I smells talking about carmex guys gross um the i'm i'm the yeah like the, there's like a, a a period of time where it's very confusing and is it real i think too that's the other is thing. that your it's fear like, yeah like is this real change or is this because there you did start making changes and then but your ego was still very much took time i look at me and oh yeah well praise me for the changes i'm making yeah yeah <laughs> so i think that yeah i still was like mm, maybe maybe i should like you know keep be myself careful be careful this here, is the good myself. point i want you to make to the guys yeah this is what your wife might be going through guys it's not that I didn't care. I wasn't seeing the changes at all. It was just a, okay, is this real? Is it going to stick? Can I let my guard down? Can I be vulnerable here mm -hmm. to not get hurt? Again. Again. Or, or like, com or, or yeah, get, compound yeah, the hurt that you've already yeah, experienced. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good point. That's such a good point. I, I love doing these. And I just want to, I want to take a second to applaud us. Because I, I talked to somebody last week who was like, dude, I caught that that podcast with you and your wife that you did live in the group. Holy shit, you guys have some balls. And I said, why? And he goes, you guys are airing all your shit out there. And I said, well, I dude, this I is our- like we are. Are we? Everything? Fuck yeah, we are. I mean, I mean I take a, if you took a poll of, let's say 100 people watch this on our group and you know, a couple thousand watch it on the on the YouTube, uh, 
you know what? Do you for, know the percentage that well, would actually share the type I mean, of shit we're sharing? You know, well, here's, I think you and I have had these conversations so much that it doesn't feel like now it doesn't feel sure. like, oh my God, we can't talk about this because be, I mean, you know, because marital issues are still, um, kind of taboo to talk about. Yeah. Well, bit. it's you know, like, like, it's well, there's still, people are still like, oh, I don't want to. Well, it's that it's kind of like, not exactly. It's kind of like the East coast renter. Remember we were talking about that? Yeah. Like on the West yeah. coast in California, when, when you say to somebody like, yeah, I rent my house or like, it, it doesn't matter what you said. If I said, I bought my house or I rent my house. There's no, there's no like, Ooh, there's no like, Oh, wow. In fact, if you said I rent my house, people were like, yeah, smart. That's smart. That's the smart move. Yeah. Which it is. And uh, especially here. And like on the East coast, I remember like people in my parents' neighborhood, they'd be like, did you see the people they they're renters they rent their house and well, i'm like when, when when we were <laughs> trying to decide whether to sell or keep our house back east right. we couldn't find any rental comps for it right. there was like there were no rent what kind of person is going to rent this house back yeah. there you know so anyway um no there's a i i'm random tangent no, i'm 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 saying all that because like it is a cause for appreciation and gratitude to both of us. Mm-hmm. One that you get on here, honestly, it's more you than me because I do this all the time and I'm always airing our dirty laundry out to the world. I mean, I'll, like it'll you take getting me on a here more to be like totally. It's not that not though. Awkward. It's the it's the like Jimmy Napolitano and I were talking about this months and months ago last year, and we said, what kind of relationship would you have? When you can get on a microphone and not and and be completely clear and honest about your relationship, ins and outs, what you've been through, where you're going, how much trouble you were in, you know, what what you guys have done, who you've become, the work you've done, the way you've hurt each other, traumas and whatever, regrets and resentments. What does your relationship look like? And how do you get it to the point where you could open a microphone and speak this clearly and this honestly mm-hmm. about what you've experienced and how you've become who you are today as a person and as a couple? And we've kind of taken on that challenge. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, I think it's more of an accolade for you because this is another trust piece. Like you have to trust that the good that this does for the world and, and it syncs up and matches with the purpose of like my life, the mission of our marriage and mm-hmm. potentially the purpose that you're sitting into, which is helping women of former dictator husbands <laughs> to, to empower them to do their thing and to help their, their husbands grow and shift and evolve. And that you don't worry about anybody that hears this and goes mm-hmm. oh my god Meredith you I didn't know you had a bad marriage I didn't know that your husband was such a dickhead I didn't know that I didn't know that he was that he was only working I to mean, provide and didn't come home for the baby or or listen to your opinion or care like I think that's really big of you to just put all that potential insecurity or whatever fears about being judged or being whatever and you looked at it like I know how much this could help somebody mm-hmm. so I'm gonna I'm going to do that. Yeah. I, I How do you trust yourself you. there? Well, let's talk about that. We got like 10, 10, 15 minutes left. How 
there's so many places we can go with trust and we're going to do another episode on this topic. Um, I think the, let me pull up my notes real quick. I think like trust of self and each mm -hmm. other, how did we establish self trust and how do we establish trust for each other? I'm going to go real quick. And then I really want to hear how you establish trust for you and for us and okay. for me. Okay. I, I just, I'm super results-based. I'm super data-driven. Again, you'll see this in the 12-step if you download this. We will make a button on the website and I'll put this in the show notes. So don't worry, like just go to the show notes. And, and when this episode comes out, I will put a button right there in the Facebook post and the Instagram post. Don't worry, just click it. 12-step guide to becoming an irreplaceable husband and man. Um, I started to set goals and then look at the activities that I needed to do and then look at the results. And then I would look at a formula that was mm -hmm. budding. So this, if the formula worked, awesome. I kept going and I compounded. If the formula didn't work, I dropped it. And I looked at the components of each, each component of the formula, which is kind of like our life formula exercise. You want that? Hit me up. And that's how I built the, that's why I built the life formula mm -hmm. exercise so mm -hmm. that I could formulaically, measurably, quantifiably, understand the effects of my decisions in me and in our relationship. And I learned to trust myself through evidence-based action mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. Again, evidence-based action. What about you though? How did you learn how to trust yourself? Did you ever think I can't trust myself in our marriage anymore? Or I can't trust him? Like this is going to be a big, the, like, what do you mean? Like the decision? Oh, uh, the decisions that I was making to like stay. stay. Yeah. And to not just shut me out. Like you could have stayed and be like, yo, you're on that side of the house and I'm on this yeah. side. Here are your clothes. Here's your toothbrush. Fuck off down yeah. there. You could have done that. Yeah. Why did you try? Like, this is a big topic. We're going to do another one on trust again. Why did you trust? Like, so I, my not as um evidence-based and formula <laughs> not quite like your yours um I think it was just a day-by-day -day thing you know like you and I are very different in the how we project things you like mean? like you you're very like evidence visual you need to think beyond you know, whatever. And I have to think in like shorter time spans. We get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, you know, in an interview, if anyone ever. I, Anybody want to interview mayor? Like, you so. know, like a job interview. Where do you see yourself in five years? Whatever. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I, I see, know. where do I, I need to know where I see myself in like a month. <laughs> and that doesn't, that I, I feel like that's just how I, I function better that way. And like, in shorter time spans versus being like, okay, I'm going to give this one year. And if I can't prove to myself, whatever it's day by day, right? Yeah. Like today, did I, do I feel good about how I ended the day? Do I feel good about my reactions to Ian? Do I feel good about how I stood up for myself? Do I feel good about how she was still measuring? Uh, yeah. yeah. And in a, in smaller chunks though. And like, like in more of a like, uh, I think I had to make conscious decisions to either react or not react or 
to let go of the trauma of like, okay, if there's a moment where Ian needs to be put first, like it doesn't need to feed into my trauma. Like Ian might need something in that moment. Which is super know? big of you, like, by the way. Versus me being like, I'm not going to put him first. He's not, he didn't put me, you know, like I had there and you can't, I had to separate. Compartmentalize. That, compartmentalize. Yeah. Comp- what? What? <laughs> Guys, I'm not great with words. <laughs> Sorry. Um, compartmentalize. Yeah. Compartmentalize so that I would, that resent wouldn't continue to build up. I mean, yeah. Did, were there moments of, of like, where it would spike and I'd be like, you know, but I measured it differently. And I, it it was day by day, moment by moment. Yeah. I feel like. All I can think about is that, is that speech that Ben Stiller gives (laughs) in meet the parents day by By day, day, by day. Amen. (laughs) And then he shoots the, the urn. (laughs) Such an ADD moment when you said day by day, I'm like, but it's three true. things I mean, we you know, pray <laughs> that's how I had to do it you know was today so, a good day was did I have you know and and we talked about this recently about like approaching your day I saw this somewhere approaching your day in like quarters almost like yeah. a football game to not let like the morning yeah totally derail the afternoon and I think we got to that point too of like if something derailed we could well work through and talk about it and and there, there's something interesting there to, to dig into for a second. Like there's people that I talk to who will say last Thursday, I didn't show up too well for my wife and she's still making me pay for that. That is not serving. Mm-hmm. And guys, yes, you can tell your wives that does not serve you. That does not serve the forward progression of your relationship. I think. Well, and it, you, the feel like I, I, I used to do that. <laughs> You know, like not really. That's why I'm that's why I'm like giving us some accolade. But you know, there you, you know, living in the past of like, well, you used to do this and you blah blah blah. And like the feeling that you have around that, it doesn't, it's not serving to the relationship, but it's also not serving to you as a person because you're just creating this stress in your body and your mind that you don't you're just holding on to more and more and more. And it's showing up in more ways than you want it to and you think you're winning and proving a point and there you know there are times for that I'm not going to say that you never need to like not do but it's not when you know oh you didn't do the dishes and well there's a conscious conversation surrounding those moments I mean it's there's I think one of the one of the topics that we're going to talk about on the next one is the difference between being right yeah and making someone else wrong and then just like releasing whatever this idea of I need to be right to fuel this insecurity in me like that's what we didn't have which mm-hmm. was cool now I had that way more than you did what I'm giving us accolade on is that maybe maybe you know maybe this is completely psychotic on my part like we could battle in the morning and then be completely fine three hours later so Yes. And I could there, there were, we had to come down from that and have a yeah. conversation. It wasn't just like we were ignoring the battle. And I think that's a key difference because that there, there, some toxicity becomes created there. If you battle and then you don't address it and then you're like, Oh, okay, oh yeah. Fine. Like we addressed it. We just didn't want yeah, to the we, heat of battle. We, we figured out how to 
work through that yeah you know and to be able to come together later in the day and not be yeah resentful or whatever yeah I would agree with that I think there's so much we can talk about I'm gonna wrap this thing there's so much we can talk about in terms of like the swords and shields and like making a commitment to not come at each other with defense walls up or with like daggers out and yeah I this this is this has to be a whole new like a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. we might repeat a couple of things but it's it's really still very beneficial because we're on the other side of what a lot of people are dealing with that scares them like how do I get out of the middle of this thing or is there even any hope for me or like do I even want this thing forever because there's always options out there right and like how do you how do you sift through all the dirt all the shit everything that's going on and trust yourself to make that decision to stay with the partner that you know you want to be with forever right some guys don't some guys got married too early they did the whole high school college job married babies thing and then they realized that hey, this job, don't like it, get rid of it. And this partner that I have, not the person I want to be with forever, don't stay, you go. And now you're listening to this because you want to make sure that you are the irreplaceable man and husband for your next relationship. And then there are guys that are really vibing with what we're talking about and going, okay, fuck, that's me. What do I do? And you know, you got to step back and trust yourself. I mean, I think that's what something that I really had to do was, I, do I want to be with you because I'm insecure to be with anybody else? Mm-hmm. Do I really want to be with you because I'm meant to be with you? How do I trust myself? How do I trust the universe? And so it's those small things, those small little measurable formulas or those quantifiable formulas that say, this is how I know. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some, there, there, you could go out there and, and, and like, you could get options anytime, anywhere. The thing that I focus on is when I think about us at like in 15, 20, 30 years from mm-hmm. now, when we're on a, when we bought a, a five-year pass, they're just cruising around the world mm-hmm. and we're just, you know, we're just island hopping and city hopping and having fun. Like, do I want to do that with the person that that like I really dream of being with for the future or do I want to be with that do that with the person that spikes my curiosity now that I don't see a future with Mm -hmm. do I want to do that alone do I want to just be single and go hey uh, I got a ticket for this cruise ship hey you want to come on for two weeks and hang like what are those options and as I removed the internal restrictions and constraints of my childhood and traumas and bullshit about my identity and money and the relationship with this and this. And once I really did the work, the work that the irreplaceable man, literally like our curriculum is this work to, to evolve you and to remove those internal restrictions and constraints that are holding you back from realizing the results of your life that you know are possible. You just haven't gotten yet, or Mm -hmm. you haven't gotten in a consistent manner. Once I started to forward project and really understand this is what I really want, because all those things were out and I could see really clearly, removing those restrictions and constraints from my internal 
help me trust my external moves right and help me trust my internal thoughts and feelings because i wasn't any longer driven by feelings and emotions which were basically from the past anyway and when i thought about those things i was able to trust myself and say this is who i want to be with i want to be with you on that cruise ship or rolling around in asia or you know renting a sailboat in greece like I, it's you that i want to be with and when I established that vision for this future, and I really started to understand what I was doing here on this planet, that's when the pieces of the formula really started to align. And me, because I was doing the work on me, me as an operator of the machine of the formula started to get different results. Right. And I started to trust and build more trust and the trust snowball started rolling mm -hmm. forward instead of rolling backward. And this is a big conversation that we can, yeah. I think we'll have this next time too. Any, any parting words? The pressure, I guess. You can just say, thank you. You can say, thanks for listening guys. No, I, I, um, well, let's tell people about the membership. Okay. Go now, ahead. Last time for you guys listening last time we, uh, or, you know, we've recorded a bunch of episodes. We did it for mental purpose podcast and they kind of hit, they didn't hit like the last one did when we did our first irreplaceable man episode, we had so many people reach out and they asked, I want access to Meredith, her brain, her voice. I want access. I want to be able to ask her questions. How do we do that? So we started a membership program. It's, it's 97 bucks. And once a week you get access to marriage, you can ask her questions and she's a great coach. She doesn't think so. She's a great coach. She really knows her stuff. I trust you to go to when I can't trust my feelings and emotions in a moment. I know that I can trust you to help me work through some, some challenges that I'm facing. So if you're interested in that, if you need that, you want to jump on with this lovely lady, ask questions, you're going to be able to do that. Just uh, drop a comment membership and we will, um, we'll get up. We're getting that set up right now on the back end. It'll be out in just a week. And if you want our 12 step guide, to becoming that irreplaceable man and husband that you know you're capable of being, the one that your wife actually wants to be with, the one that she never will want to leave, the one she wants to hang out with, have fun with like we do, we can help you do that. If you want that guide, just drop in 12 steps and we'll shoot that over to you and we'll keep this train rolling. This feels good. When we got done our first episode a couple of weeks ago, I was like, all right, this the level has changed. The game has changed the game has completely changed for us and, and this business and our purpose and our mission here, the mission of our marriage, right. it's now changed. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it has for sure. Do you feel, obviously we're different people today. Do you feel better today doing these episodes and sharing versus like, I don't know, the last one we did like a year and a half ago, two years ago? The last ago? we did was right before we moved to California. Was that the last one? Yeah, I remember in the basement oh. of Farmstead. Wow. Because we had just finished the basement. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I still feel a little, I'm still a little awkward. <laughs> um, but yeah, it does feel, it feels better to talk about these things now. Yeah. And we'll figure out the video situation on live. And uh, if you haven't yet joined the, the Irreplaceable Man Facebook community, jump on, super easy. It's free. You get some cool stuff, some free stuff. You'll get advice, you'll get content from us and um and yeah yeah because we're gonna move we're gonna move these lives at a certain point to a to the membership so that people in the membership can actually get access to us 
30 minutes before and 30 minutes after we record plus once a week. I mean, for a hundred bucks a month. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of information. A lot of guidance. You get access to our exercises. Anyway, thank you, Irreplaceable Man group, for watching live. There's been a bunch of you on here. Love all the all the uh, comments. Um, and I want to thank us. Thank you, us. Thank you, us. Well, for us, for doing the work and staying committed to not only us, mm -hmm. staying committed to ourselves and our personal growth and continuing that commitment and sustaining that level of dark wood mm -hmm. uh entering that makes sense no walking through the dark woods. yeah just keep going through the dark woods like every time it's we're like, like we built the habit it's like the we're going on a bear hunt book yeah leave, leave us with that mayor <laughs> uh the we're going on a bear hunt book the the family is in several different a snowstorm mud a forest river. a river all these different things and the kids go oh no mud we can't go over it we can't go under it we've got to go through it and I think that's kind of poignant with you can't avoid you just you have to go through it they find the bear <laughs> in the end because because they went through it yeah I think we'll leave on that. Yeah. All right, audience. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next one.